The Gorecast is brought to you by American Horrors, the greatest uncut horror channel in the world. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all horror. As well as the station of decapitation without your head. America's longest running horror channel, www.withoutyourhead.com. The following program is rated TV-MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Studio! There we go. What's going on? Hello. That's it. We are framed up nice for once, instantaneously. What I can tell, our audio is relatively at a respectable level, but I can up it up if people need me to. Anyway, welcome everybody to Sunday. It's a bank holiday Sunday here in Limerick. Can't believe there was nobody around when I was going here. There. I mean, it was. I was driving through on my way here, and it was actually so few people. I was kind of going, ah, they're all getting in costumes and stuff. And then uh, after they get in the costumes, because Sunday. Thursday is Halloween, yeah. which is work day. So Sunday, evidently, is the big costume party night out. I just figured everyone was at siege. It could be that too. It could be that too. It could be that too. There is a, only a certain percentage of people in our town that go to the siege, or like metal in general. Anyway, uh, welcome here on Sunday. We have some... They're all relatively new movies this week. Actually, one's super new. It's only out like 11th, October 11th. I don't know. Yeah, they're actually... Yeah, October they're, 11th. I, I don't remember. Oh, that's what I'm looking at. The lights from behind us. What? I was wondering what the green dots were on the screen until I realised they were the reflection. Well, I can see it's a load of blue dots, mummy. Then you shouldn't have drank the LSD. To put it quite simply. That's up for debate. Well, it's not the... Actually, it's kind of... It's actually kind of in line with one of the films that we're watching, you know, because someone gets dosed with something, and that is quite hilarious. There is that scene in one of the films where someone gets dosed with a microdose of a hallucinogen because it's part of him figuring shit out, but he didn't realise that at the time. What did, what did I drink? Oh, it's just a microdose. It's grand. What? What is this? What, which movie is this? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I remember now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Took a moment. I have Zombieland 2 drilled into my head so much from last night, I forgot about that bit. I apologize. Ah, well, fair enough. Apologies. Apologize. Apologize. Okay, so you have news bits for me anyway. I do. I, we, yes. Okay. Um, so, Shudder has acquired the release for a film called The Beach House, which is going to be coming out in 2020. It is said to be a seaside nightmare. In which, let's see if I can find it now. Hello, Katie McNeil. I'm sorry, hey, Katie. She woke up from a nap just in time. Ha, nice. Uh, let's see now. Uh, hoping to reignite the relationship, Emily and Randall arrive at their weekend getaway only to discover a peculiar old older couple already staying there. They all agree to share their home and after an indulgent night of partying, wake up to a living nightmare of apocalyptic proportions. Basically, it's... Holy um, moly. Yes, basically it seems that it's um, a take on the whole, you know... Um, take on me? No. Take me out? No. 
I have a metal version of that by a band called Amelia Boots or Emily Boots or something like that. Anyway, no, it's um, basically uh, <coughs> invasion of body snatchers or something similar. Uh, where is it? Ah, oh, crap, I had the thingy on it. Yeah, presents a 1950s throwback glimpse of a stunning parasitic invasion. Haha, uh, you'll never see another film like that. Um, basically, it's going to be coming to Shudder in 2020. That should be interesting because it sounds like basically an original ish take on an old. 1950s sci-fi trope, which is, you know, things have come to our world, and now they're taking us over, and are. Yeah. Yeah, whatever could they be talking about? Aliens, Ted. Aliens. I know, that's a damn funny coffee. Or, you know, like, politicians and crap. Mm. Also, politicians and ting. Well, okay, what else we got? Uh, okay. So, once upon a time, it was said that Neil Duncan was going Couldn't to write an original movie. To save his life. To save his life. He's very good at taking other people's movies and repackaging them. With the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Everything is racism. <laughs> my God. I mean, my God. No, we're not going to forget about the poor man's alienation or the really bad version of Short Circuit. I did like... I actually did like both movies, particularly Choppy, mostly because Diane Woodward, to be honest. <laughs> that is parents. Yeah. Like I said, both films basically taking other notions and reducing them to the lowest common denominator and shove them on out there. So anyway, once upon a time, and believe it or not, because I will of, not. Because of his style, right? Yeah. Because of his style, when it was said that he would be making the next Robocop movie, Right. I actually went, you know what? Okay, good. Because this time, this time, it'll work. Because the whole goddamn point of Robocop was that it was, to a degree, political and um, social satire aiming at the lowest common denominator while taking the piss out of a bunch of different things. Um, so that could have worked, but it turns out, no, he's not going to be doing that. Instead, he is going to be moving ahead with a, where is it? Uh, it's a horror film. Yes, a horror thriller, which sees Taylor Kitsch that starring it. The film is going to be called Inferno. Uh, Kitsch will play a cop who is called to investigate a seemingly ordinary murder in the New Mexico desert. The arrival of the feds confirms his suspicions that something bigger, perhaps extraterrestrial, oh, ho, 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 is at play. Uh, the hunt for the killer puts him face to face with a humanoid beast who will stop at nothing to exterminate the one witness to the crime. Uh, this is set to production is set to be kicking off in early 2020, and um, yeah, all I can see in my head is a strange mix between um, Enemy Mine and Predator for some reason. Although Enemy Mine, you know, Dennis Quaid ends up making friends with the, the guy he's trying to kill at the start of the movie. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it's it's a weird thing. I don't get excited about these movies, but I've enjoyed them. Not unlike one of the movies we're going to be talking about tonight, where I wasn't excited about it, but I wasn't upset by watching it. Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. As sequels go, 
was pretty good. Yeah, that one a little bit. It's a, hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. How are you? Uh, Carter, what's going on, dude? How are you? Hi, and hello, Charlene. Hello, Charlene. Uh, did you go to the siege? Did you have fun? Sorry, we weren't able to make it because I have one leg. That, I had no money. We needed to get films watched. Nearly five hours worth. Oh, you know, my God, I did not expect that film to be nearly three hours. Mosh pits and bad kneecaps. Bad combo. Uh, it doesn't stop so many, so many of us from indulging. True. I just, I am very worried that the knee would just. <laughs> there they go. Yeah. Oh look, I met the floor face first again. I love that. Well, it is something that does does like occur. You'd be kind of, you know, floor. Hi there. We meet again. Oh my arch nemesis. I'd be like, like um, Jim. No, uh, Fraser's character from The Simpsons, Social Bob. Ah, <laughs> that'd be good. Uh, any more news events? What's this video game you were telling me about? Because you know how much I do love the video games. Okay, that wasn't exactly okay. Oh no, sorry. I, I thought that was the same movie. Is that the chick from Game of Thrones? Good God, will you stop the? The video game thing I told you about because I thought you would like it. I didn't actually tell you about it because it was a news thingy that I was going to be talking about. I just thought it was something that you'd like. But it's the X-Files. How could that not... Hmm. Fox Next Games Storyscape allows you to choose your own X-Files adventure. Ha. Um, basically, launching today... Today was probably a couple of days ago, I'd imagine. I'm going to check it out after this. Earlier on the week... Uh, on Android and iOS, Fox Games Storyscape allows gamers to take on the role of world-class writers in choose-your-own-adventure-style gameplay featuring Fox properties where you create and decide how the story goes. One such property for horror fans, of course, is The X-Files. Okay. Uh, first episode for The X-Files features artwork from... Hmm, features artwork from Shane Kelly McKeever, who did art for Star Wars The Old Republic. No, McKeever. McIver. That is not how that word is even remotely spelled. This is M-C-K-E-E-V-E-R. There's no G, no U, no Y, no V. Wait, there is a V. Ha! There's also an E and an R. <laughs> but apart from that, you are completely wrong! I said McIver. That's why you were wrong! McIver. Keever. McKeever. K-E-E. V-E-R. Yeah. Not this week on MacGyver. MacGyver. I love that. I, I prefer Giver. I used to see channel crackers to that when I was like a kid. Not like it's in like last week. You're looking at me like, was that you doing that last week? No, it wasn't. Actually, what I was thinking was, I remember eating like rich tea biscuits and patty and cheese watching A-Team. Then I kind of went, A-Team was all spread out because he yeah. was on after A-Team but the other way around. ITV. There was eighteen. There was an episode. There was an episode of MacGyver. It was Sundays, if I remember correctly. There was an episode of MacGyver. There was an episode of eighteen, and the memory serves me correctly. Baywatch. Gosh. So it was like loads of inventions, loads of action tits. <laughs> Sunday. Uh, anyway, thank you for the welcome back, Charlene. Ah, crap! Stupid tablet. I got it. I got a tablet. I got it. Okay, so anyway, that's the game for you to check out. Um, oh, I will. Um, I'm booking stream that bitch. That's what I'll do. 
Okay then, sure. One of my powers of X-Files like deduction. That's maybe. Okay then. Um, do you got to a stage during the X-Files where everything was just, you're, you're safe for assuming it was an alien. That agent's acting a bit twitchy. The whole point of the X-Files is that from the very first episode, you're assuming everything is an alien. Yeah, but Paul was apparently back. True, but you remember after a while, it went a little bit awry, and loads of other shit started coming in. No, I think I stopped watching it. Yeah, so and then there was even one stage where Fox wasn't sure with his aliens until he saw Scully literally get abducted right in front of his face. Which, if memory serves for me correctly, I don't think that actually turned out to be aliens. I thought it was all aliens. Aliens were behind it, but I believe humans... Humans were doing alien, human, hybriding. Yeah, probes, dude. It's all about fucking probes. probes, man. It's all fucking about probes. Fucking. Wait, wait. Did Giz just say he used to eat rich tea and cheese, or is my hearing deceiving me? Rich tea biscuits with um, pork liver pate and cheese. Yes, cracker barrel. If you yeah. get it, it's really nice. I know with these weird dietary restrictions, you'd be like, that's a very weird thing for him to eat. But it actually, he eats that. I saw him buying pate in a shop before and I was actually like my mind blown. Yeah, Lum had the same reaction as well. Do you yeah. remember that? Like, Lum, I was like, are you buying fucking pate? Lum actually <laughs> had to do a double take when he saw me eating the stuff before. I was like, what the what? Anyway, on to films and non-me related stuff. Okay. Yay. News films or reviews films? No, news, 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 news. news. Okay, well, back to my question of earlier. Is that the chick from Game of Thrones? The chick from what? Game of Thrones. No, she looks like Arya. Is it Arya? No. It's the one with the sword. <laughs> I know who Maisie Williams is. That's very much not her. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I don't have enough of a reckoning of the gut to know exactly what her face looks like. Well, that person would be actually. No, she's like vicious, like a little chihuahua. Got a funny story. The chick you were looking at there is actually Ashling Franciosi. She could be a stunt double. Uh, she no. looks like her, like her parents, I think. She doesn't. You actually. Like, I, I think you need to borrow my glasses. Or watch more Game of Thrones. Possibly. Anyway, the reason that he is asking me weird questions about a chick that I'm looking at at this is because a while back we did a review for a trader called Nightingale, in which basically, um, set in the 1820s, it was about uh, this Irish convict. Not the 1880s, just to clarify. 2080 hasn't happened yet. I said 2080s. <laughs> Covered myself. In something. Anyway, um, Nightingale is an Irish convict who witnesses the murder of her husband and baby by her soldier, soldier master and his bunch of boys. Um, ends up getting away from him and teaming up with, I want to say, an Aboriginal tracker and then going back into the outback to hunt down and execute every last one of those motherfuckers. Um, this is from the same... That's a lot. <laughs> well, sorry, go run that again there. Somebody something something died. Something something Aborigines. Something Outback tracking revenge. Yes, now are actual words and descriptive terms that I laid out for you. It's just as more as the story unfolded, I was like, wow, that actually... Well, Aborigines. <laughs> we watched the trailer... On this knows what I watch on a weekly basis. I ingest so much. 
dude, so much goes in. Okay. Only so much can be retained. But anyway, the Nightingale got a digital release on the 25th of October, and there is a DVD release date is forthcoming. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, digital purchase, 25th of October. Full VOD release on November the 1st, with a, from, which is when it arrives on Hulu. And there's a DVD release date forthcoming. Uh, what's that, October 25th? Yes. For uh, IFC will release the film for digital purchase this Friday, October 25th, with a October. full VOD release on November 1st. Okay, we might, um, we might, uh, oh, review it. It's in Tasmania. Come to Tasmania, come to Tasmania. Oh, man, that film could be dark as frack. Ooh. Yeah, 7, 8, 25. Nightingale follows a 21-year-old Irish female convict who witnesses the brutal murder of her husband and baby by soldier masters and his cronies. Unable to find justice, she takes an Aboriginal male tracker with her through the hellish wilderness to seek revenge on the men. I think that sounds fun. Uh, it does. Sounds like there's a hell of a lot going on there. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, we could. Well, if it's out, we can always purchase it during the week and do a review. Yeah, like I said. Might do it as a show. Might do it as a sort of review. I'm not. See how it goes. Could go TV, could go YouTube. You have so many. You like this. Okay, uh, this is, um, I think, from the director. For me, Nightingale is about love. Is about love, not in a schmaltzy way, but as a power. To, but it's power to allow us to evolve as human beings. I'm pretty sure he means that you know, from going from you know the weak and scared to I'm going to eviscerate everything about you. You know, testosterone. Is that the word I'm picking? No, because it's estrogen. Don't need any major gender derived chemical to. No, no. Revenge is this dish best served cold. Hot, hot. Fire, 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 burn. It's non discriminatory to who, who does it. Fire? Yeah, loves fire. But fire and vengeance. Yes. Would you like to start? I was thinking we'd go chronologically, which, if memory serves me correctly, is scary stories to tell in the night time in chapter two and then zombie land. No? Yeah. No? Yeah. Oh. No? Yeah. It, then scary stories. No, scary stories is out before it. I'm pretty sure. Fine, fine, fracking, fine. Ah, okay, so anyway, starting off with, um, it's okay, nothing felt scary noises to hear in the nighttime studio. Stu studio. Yeah, um, yeah, okay, starting off with scary stories to tell in the nighttime. Would we do trailer first and then go into the movie? Scary stories to tell in the dark? That one. Uh, will we go into the trailer and then we... Up to you, I don't mind, if you want, or do trailer. If you are, we, I don't mind. I really don't care. I, I'm good. I'm good. It's up to you. Do you want to go with the trailer first? Do you want to talk for a little bit first? We, oh, we'll just talk. We'll talk. I'm jumping the gun is what I'm doing. You know what? Okay. Set in 1968. Scary in Mill Valley. Sure. That was bugging me. Why did that sound? Hill Valley? No. Anyway. Set in 1968. I think it's because it sounds like 
miscellaneous descriptive name of some small town in random movies. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I, like Mill Valley was in something. Anyway, like I was saying, Mill Valley is like the the vacant of locations on movie sets. I mean, it's a champion that has yet to be crowned. Mill Valley. Anyway, like I was saying, set in 1968, Mill Valley, the story of scary stories from the dark. Thanks, Thanks Derek. Thank you. Centers around um, four kids, basically four teenagers. This many. And then another one. No, it's no. Centers around three, and then a fourth one shows up. Well, he's in it from the start as well, so it's. But he's an outsider. Kind of, yeah. Um, Stella, Augie, and Charles are looking forward to Halloween, whereby kind of they're filling bags of their own excrement, finding the buddies that are outside, hopping some shit off their heads, and filling their car with bags of poop. There's a little bit more to it than that. I was going to say, and dressing like the Spider-Man from that episode of Spider-Man, where he wasn't in fact Spider-Man anymore, he had become Man Spider. No, his mother just got completely confused. Yes, I know, but it was good. But that's the way he should have spun. Although I don't think that issue would probably happened at that stage. It's weird that I'm the one going off on comic books, not you. Never mind, I can show up now. Middle Valley. <laughs> yeah, so um, three teenagers decide, well, yeah, three teenagers decide they'll have their last bit of Welcome, Gollum. Trick-or-treating and their first bit of fuck you to the, the bully that's been terrorising them for the majority of their lives by coming up with this elaborate plan, which is actually really well staged, whereby apparently the bullies love to go around and snatch bags of, of stuff from trick-or-treaters. So yeah. one of the boys fills the bag the with a bunch of crap. modern tradition. Yeah, so one of the boys fills the bag with crap and once the car stops, they egg the car, then they throw in lighted dog shit, and it's this whole yeah. clusterfuck of a thing. And the plan was, I wish it was a good plan, we're all going to be dressed up like weird shit, and no one's going to know who we are. Except none of them wore masks. None of them wore masks, which I thought was a big problem, number one. And number two, they were also unaware that your man's sister was going out on a date with the guy whose car they were about to fill with flaming poo. Yeah. Um, who was aware that the other guy was dressed like a man spider. So anyway, the three kids do a runner, and they end up in this drive-in movie theatre where they run across Ramon who we have seen earlier on the movie getting Rance is now correctly Ramon where, who we have seen earlier on the movie getting the typical narrow-minded um, I don't like your colour well, here. to be honest there, there, it wasn't overt it was just like you know where you're going there boy or yeah. son or it was very much I see you found her little town now find your way clean out of it thank you very much <laughs> politely to be fair politely but once again this is 1960s so there was yeah. that nice little veneer over everything don't me me Go small town, sheriff on you. Yeah, he'll wait for a while to do that. Yeah. Anyway, it's about three quarters of the movie, give or take. Ramon's chilling, watching this film, when all of a sudden Stella and the two Muppet boys run into the car. Chilling like a villain. Yeah. Um, duck down and kind of like, please, 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 don't let the scary bastard with the baseball bat and the violent tendency yeah. find us, because they won't fuck our shit up. For he may be young, but has a serious alcohol problem. <laughs> He's not that young. Just after enlisting to go off and get himself killed in Vietnam, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Vietnam, they take them in about 17. I know, I thought or that was... 16, what did you, I can't remember. They'll take them even if they aren't fucking supposed to be gone because at the end of the day, that was the Great War of Guns. How far do you have to reach to get the trigger? Get him in the truck. <laughs> Honestly, for me, personally, I thought it was hilarious. The very first thing you see at the school of the bully is him coming out of the recruitment office, so it's going to like, ah, doesn't matter what you do, you're destined to die a horrible, lonely, lonely gruesome death. Possibly filled with napalm and some sort of airborne LSD. Or, quite likely, just, you know, dissolving into a heroin-induced nightmare of boredom and self-mutilation. Or just come back and hang out with Tom Hanks. 
beating up turns you into volleyball? Ping pong rather than volleyball. It was a volleyball because it was a handprint on it. You're not going to get your. No, I was thinking more of the, the Forrest Gump thing, you know, oh. thing with the actual Vietnam War and all. When you said hang out with Tom Hanks, I was thinking of his best bud, Wilson. True. Or Bubba Gump. Who? Have you not seen Deliberately, though? There are many films that I deliberately don't watch. That's a bit of cinematic history. I think you should give a. It's worth a once over, anyway, at least. Do you know? I know everything in it. Yeah, but you haven't seen it actually done by the guy. You've seen it done by people who have very much not made a career as actors. No, 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 no. While never having sat down and watched the film the whole way through. Oh, you've seen random bits to the point that you could just rearrange them into the. Oh, I gotcha. Right, it is always on. Or was not so much now. Anyway, um, uh, thanks Ramon to baseball back here. Thanks to Ramon basically being a bit of a hard bastard, or at the very least, or not, not picking shit from no one. At the very least, not backing down when some narrow-minded white boy decides he's going to try and subtly pull the race card. Um, yeah. Goddamn wetback. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but okay, okay. Yeah, that's what the that's what your man says. It's true. At which point Ramon... If the 17-year-old's allowed to say it. Actually, to be fair, he didn't say anything until they said something to Stella. At which point it was a case of, you know what, I can... Because you can see him, clearly, he can, he's used to taking his crap, and all of a sudden it's just like, no. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, you smell like shit. Yeah. He probably did. Yeah. Oh, he very much did. Yeah. She felt like darkness. Yeah. Um, Some this, obviously, this obviously ingratiates him with Stella, and to a lesser degree, Mike, or... Augie and Chuck, there we go. But they explain why Stella got so head up. Blah, blah, blah. Point is, this is all of them to go to this old haunted house, the Barrows house. It's a bad idea. Where there's all kinds of legends about Sarah Barrows, who was supposedly an evil witch that you see at the souls of children. Not literally. I was going to say this poor girl that was locked up by her family chained to a wall apparently told children's stories through the walls, got out. And was, was then blamed for the murder of all the kids. But it was pinned on her. Blamed for yeah. the murder of all the kids. Which was... Well, they, they, all the stories. Blah, blah. They go in, they go looking around the house, and Stella and Ramon manage to find the hidden compartment, or the hidden thingy. Ignore me. I'm trying to. They find the hidden panel that leads to well. what is basically um, Sarah's old room. Down here, Stella would find a book. This book is filled with stories. Apparently, the stories that Sarah, we believe, the stories that Sarah would have told to the kids through the walls. Unfortunately, apparently, when you take the book from a creepy house, which is definitely haunted, as Chuck found out. Yeah, we uh, very much covered in it, this in an episode of things. Bad shit happens. Don't, don't do it. Would be the major. And if you're a bully and you decide to chase your victims into a haunted house and then be a bully to them in the haunted house, expect someone to grab you by the face and turn you into a scarecrow. Yep. That's... Yep. Um, to a certain degree, this this film works almost like an anthology. It's based on a... It is like... It, it, it is like each person has their own separate horror story. So I do... I very much, when I was watching it, got this... Well, it's based anthology on, vibe, even though it isn't. Technically. It's based on a series of kids' books. Yeah, so it, it is kind of an anthology of sorts. To a degree, yeah. Um, Emerging. Because of with the plot unfolds, what you basically have is 
all these different miniature horror stories that lead, that basically put the characters in yeah. extreme jeopardy, say yeah. least. And through figuring out what's going on is the only way that Stella and the others can hopefully survive. And there is some really good stuff in this, especially the fact that Ramon instantaneously gets blamed when the dully goes missing. Yeah. Because his car, Ramon finds his car completely destroyed after they, after they come out of the, the haunted house. Um, like I said, it's the way that the... We reviewed a film last week, which was basically an anthology movie, and I couldn't really get into it as much because there was no hook for me to draw the separate stories together. Oh, it says trick or treat. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 there was no real overlining. Whereas this has proper linear storytelling, whereby you know the reason why we're getting these smaller yeah. tales. There's an integral part of the main storyline as to the reason it is. It's, it's the, the way all of the it's, it's tied together very well, basically, because it, it's not an anthology, really. It just plays out a bit. Anthology is. We do a trailer before we move on and do our final thoughts and thing. Final thoughts and thing. It's your book of scary stories. Some people believe if we repeat stories often enough, they become real. make us who we are. That can be scary. Eat it, Harold. Do you want to see Haunted House? Some kids went missing, so they boarded it up. Okay, we saw it. Should we go now? Who ordered the chicken? Book of scary stories. Tell me a story. Hey, what's going on? Tommy's missing. Tommy's name was in the book. There's no way it's actually connected, right? Okay, what if what happens in the book is exactly what's happened for real? Oh my god. Stella! Listen, you're in the next story. We're reading it right here. It's a corpse looking for her missing toe. I'm afraid that we woke something up. You shouldn't have taken the book. We've got to stop it. Sarah Bellows' book, where the stories write themselves and it all comes alive. The Jenga man is coming. Um, 
Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark got a digital release on the 22nd of October, and it's set for an ultra Blu-ray and DVD release on November the 5th. <coughs> oh. That might be slightly... Okay, we're definitely louder now. Yeah. Um, overall, it's a fun film to watch. It is. It's nicely put together. There's some fantastic visual effects in it. It is obviously for the... Well, I'm not going to say for the most part, because there are two outstanding physical effects whereby it's someone in costume. So, yeah, it's, the monsters in this are great looking. Yeah. To be honest, they're cool. I like that, uh, the pale-faced lady. Yeah, and the jangly man. Jangly man. They're two standout ones for me. Uh, Column, it's really good if you get a chance to see it, because it's out on digital download and all of that kind of thing now. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah like I said. Do I see a mechie? We got a mech. Well, hello, hello, Mac. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm sounding more country to further my birthdays progress. Oh, you're a fucking. You're becoming a flower in your old age. Dude, fucking, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see you managing a pumpkin patch or something. All right. Loves me some pumpkins. Yeah, hiding some decapitated corpses. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, this film actually, I think, was originally supposed to be done by Guillermo del Toro. He did screenplay, at least, um, and there was something that came up he was supposed to direct it, I think, originally at first. But, uh, yeah, is there anything else that we want to say about this? Or no, uh, totally worth watch. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. That's it. Just bear in mind, if you go looking it up, it's based on a kid's book, which Seriously? may lead you to believe that it's okay to show your kids, which I will say that well, I don't think there's any profanity and stuff. I could see this shitting up an eight-year-old. I'll, I'll be honest, right? I'll be honest. Um, one of the feelings that I got from watching this film was very much like um, kind of a movie rendition of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. You know, that kind of scary, kind of older kids type story that you could, you know, yeah. still enjoy as an adult. Oh, yeah. Older kids, yes. I just could see you shitting an eight-year-old up particularly spider bit yeah like that's a nightmare like feel like you could see that coming at bazillion miles away though oh 100 100%, 100%. the minute i saw that hair come out of her face i was like <laughs> oh no the second night saw it, i think it was just like yeah yeah that's one of the more obvious ones yeah do you know what i mean anyway uh next movie on the list which is probably the most recognizable out of all of them it chapter, chapter two. two called it because nobody knows what the fuck it is <laughs> It's 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 well, no, this is Panamaniacs. Slappy squirrel, old grouchy squirrel. I don't know, I heard that. Skippy, her, her, her young naive nephew, they haven't gone through this. mighty crunchy. Anyway, back to the film at hand. It chapter two. If any of you don't remember, there was a very famous clown movie. Down in the 90s? Yeah, which wasn't that famous back then, but then did. Are you mental? I think that it's Tim famous. Curry's portrayal of Pennywise is probably the reason that so many people are 
are terrified of the PS, but I feel it was people coming back to it, not initially when it was on the... Bear in mind, this was on TV. It was when it came out, and people could buy it because you had to watch it in two parts. Yeah, it was made for TV movie. I'm aware. That's what I'm talking about. Hmm. God. Anyway, um, the sequel to the 2017 It sees the losers reuniting in their adult years after the killings have started up again. Basically, uh, Mike has stuck around the dairy, keeping an eye out, and he is the only one that can remember pretty Anything. much all the details of yeah. the nightmare that they went through 27 years earlier. Turns out if you get outside of the city parameters of Jerry, you just mind wipe. Hmm. Pretty much. You start to, to, to forget. You should be foggy. Um... Personally, I'm more familiar with the 1990s miniseries than I am with the books. As a result, once again, like I said with the first film, for me watching this, it's <coughs> it's not nearly as bad as I feared that it would be. Yeah. Um, because I'm, you're getting a different version of the story and a different telling of the story, so you can't really call it a remake so much as a re-envisioning of it. Yeah. With the amount of material that's available, <coughs> easy enough to do. You know, I mean, the book was fairly large. Yeah, there's an awful lot of stuff that wasn't gone into in the original series. Therefore, there's an awful lot of stuff that space turtle. I had no clue about any of that. Any of it. Still wouldn't either if not for seeing some of them fishnet featurettes that were going on about in extras. Um, yeah. As I said, the second film film sees the losers reuniting in Derry because they've been drawn back. Big Terry Pratchett fans, what do you see? I'm always happy with stuff floating on big. Giant turtle going through space. Okay. Discord. There's a big giant turtle flying through space. Yeah. Um, anyway, like I said, the, the murders have started up again. The losers are brought back. And as they're brought back, they're forced to confront their own past, most, most of which they don't even remember. All of them, I thought it was interesting, all of them have a physical reaction upon receiving the phone call from Mike. There's people throwing up, there's car crashes, there's the shakes, there's other stuff other, other <laughs> yeah um and you do get you know the much like in the 1990s uh film you do get that scene where they're all reunited at the restaurant starts off all happy enough they're they, they start to slowly remember each other they remember the good times and then it all starts going to crap yeah um because he doesn't even let them get a chinese well, no, he lets them. He lets them get the food in, and then he he, he freaks them out. No compound for you. No. Freaky time. I did, I did like how um, this time around they, they used the fortune cookies as kind of the sideways. Um, it was a little bit jigsaw as well. I'd like to play a game. Yeah. Now, once again, there's a lot of flashbacks in this film that that shows them when they were younger, kind of different. Not so much different plays on the scenes that we've seen before, but sometimes we see stuff that would have happened after. Scenes that you would have seen in the original movie, this is like a couple of hours after, or a day or two after, or another angle of it, all that kind of thing. There's um, a lot. They actually had to bring the kids back for this. Yeah, they did. There was a whole... Digitally make children younger. Yeah, including their voices. I, I, I recorded the, the lines for a lot of them and tweaked the... Yeah. Um, okay, three, two, one, go. Uh, oh... <laughs> God, no. Mike! <laughs> to be fair... I'm um, so much better. <laughs> I can, I can feel they the, just dropped, Dennis! I could feel the conviction. 
<laughs> I can feel the hand. Is it the noise? Yeah. That's good. Um, that's, that's how you do it. To be fair, there, because of the way the story unfolds and because of the process that Mike has discovered they need to go through in order to deal with Pennywise this time around, it means that a lot of the, the flashbacks we get is stuff that would have happened in a time when the losers weren't together. Um, there's kind of like a few weeks or a month or something that we've seen the first get movie. broke up during the summer break. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And as a result, a lot of the flashbacks and a lot of the, the, the things yeah. that they have to dig up and remember have to do with that time. Yeah. Well, if you remember in the first movie, like you saw one or two of them have um, encounters with Pennywise and mm -hmm. then other kids had talked about Oh, I saw him too, and stuff like this. So this is you seeing what they saw. Yeah, pretty much. You, you actually get to see the encounters this time around. And it's also part of the online. Come on. In the second film, there is more onus put on character development because that's kind of the point in this movie. For me personally, I found this movie had a little bit more direction than the first one just because the first one seemed to be about setting the plan and defining the fact that this is fucking terrifying and this is the stuff that the kids had to go through at the time. The second movie sees them having to remember all of this, accept it, yeah. deal with it, and then kind of move forward and kind of get past it. And as a result of that, be able to confront Pennywise. Now, there's a lot of scares um, that happened in the film whereby they're remembering stuff from their past. And as they do, the fear creeps back in and that allows Pennywise to kind of attack them or to fuck with them in their adult form because it's kind of like, yeah, I remember what this shit was like. Holy crap, I remember you, you mad scary bastard. You googly eyed son. Turns out he could actually do that, by the way. That's not special effects. Yeah. Um, Skarsgård can actually... He got um, Bill Hader with it. Because he was like, how did they do that with the eye thing? And he was just like, oh, like this. But, um, yeah, like I said, this film, for me, personally, it did... That'd be a great way to get out of a fight. Oh, my God! Yeah. No, 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 you know, like, someone's like, oh, you're... And then you just go... Oh, the fucking... Hmm. You don't need to hit him, he's already crossing. I don't know what's going on now. My <laughs> balls don't be doing that. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Sorry, I was just reading Adam's comment there. I love James McAvoy ever since Split. Yeah. Sound like him before Split? He's got so many better movies than Split. I'll be honest, for me, he's Joey Xavier. Yeah, I liked him in Wanted. He was great in Wanted. What's your issue there? What's going on? Why are you looking at me like that? That film is wrong. Stop looking at me like that. That film is wrong. You're wrong. No, Stop I mean, that like that. nothing about that film is actually in any way, shape, or form like its source material. Is this a comic book thing? It is a big comic book thing. Okay. Because it's like... I didn't read the comic book, so I quite enjoyed the movie. It's the comic book designed to take to like take piss out of comic books and show you what happens when the bad guys actually win. It has nothing reflected properly in the movie. No, there's no secret society of assassins. It's actually bad guys won and took over the world. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, um... Getting back to it. Ha, ha. Like I said, this film does... What? 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 It. Hmm? So, uh -huh. anyways. Ah. We get a little bit more history on the um, 
the creature, I suppose is the best way of putting it, as Mike has spent the last 27 years digging into the backbone of nerd stories on the clown of death. Yeah, pretty much. And all of the weirdness, because it isn't actually a clown. And let us not forget the much-needed um, venture into psychotropic drugs. <laughs> because, you know, you can't have a good environment of mine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't have a good vision quest without some psychotropic drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose they're not really drugs. They're herbs. If I'm going to go, go into battle with a massive demon spider from an alternate universe, crazy Indian peyote. Was it? it uh, ayahuasca, probably, was it? Yeah. They drank something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was ayahuasca. Um, there is a fantastic. Oh, I lost more. <laughs> there is a fantastic scene where someone gets dosed with stuff unknowingly, and then the reaction is, "Wait, what? Yeah. Relax, it's fine. It was a microdose." They don't even go party afterwards. You think he'd kind of be like, "Okay." Oh. He kind of did go party. Did he? Yeah. Not in a fun party. It was a bad party. Oh yeah. His voice annoyed me a bit in it too, but put a lot of depth into the sounded force. Depth in that sounded force. Uh, Do you mean Stairs Guard? McAvoy. Might have been McAvoy. You liked Wanted as well, Katie. Hmm. Thank you. It's a good movie. I was so, 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 so excited. It was so, 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 so wrong. I wonder how many people shot people accidentally over in America after that movie came out. Just like, just fucking <laughs> do this. <laughs> Don't fall, fuck Gary. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It turns out bullets only go straight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there wasn't any bending of bullets in the comic either. There was just hard ass fucking violence. Okay. Right. The scene where you beat your man up with the chair, that was about right. This is turning into a belittling of Wanted instead of a review of it, too. You started it. I just said I liked the movie. <laughs> That's what started it. That's literally uh, all, all I said. <laughs> what does it mean no. when you wanked off the legs, but it turned out to be the Rocky dude? Also, World War Two, World War Z is awesome. I'll be back. I like World War Z. The Brad zombie movie. The source material is it? <laughs> okay, okay. Good news. That's not the good news. This time, the source material. I'm just gonna, eh, I'm gonna hit the buzzer button right here now and put a pause on this. We're not gonna continue with that. We're just gonna, I'm gonna do the it two trailer now, then we're gonna come back and tell you our thoughts on it two overall, and then we're gonna move on to a whole different fucking movie, and we're gonna forget this whole thing ever happened whatsoever. World War Z was good, and so was Montez. Bye. <laughs> Farther away, the hazier it all gets. But me, I never left. I remember all of it. We made an oath. I swear. If it isn't dead. If it
it ever comes back, we'll come back to you. We didn't stop it. In the studio. There we go. That's the trailer for a chapter two. <laughs> Resolved her issues, but it's and we're just going to move along. Yes. Point of Um, I'll be honest. Remember, I and I said this literally years ago. Oh my God! When we first heard they were going to be doing another movie version of it. Whenever someone decides to do a remake or another version of something that has gone down so, so well and has been so iconic, yeah. it is obviously going to make me go, Oh, God, no! This was good upgrading, I think. Yes, it yeah, totally. I have to say, especially because I think they handled the spider bit at the end substantially better than in the 90s. I know because the ability to do it in the 90s wasn't there, but this was just, oh, Molly, that, that even little young Jay in his onesie before bedtime was like that's no fucking spider <laughs> <laughs> you lied that is not a spider um if you fuck a zombie does that make you a necrophilia he asked this the last time uh yes it does make you a necrophiliac um and such stories have already been delved into i have one called susan which appears in one of the zombie anthologies <laughs> yes I'd just like to mention you brought it up this time. Yeah, well, I, it's very applicable in relation to the question. Yeah, true. I was going to say And also because I do have a vague recollection when we did the review of that, me actually going, I didn't think about it until now. Isn't he a bit of a necrophilia? <laughs> he just banged all those zombie bitches. Anyway, um, getting back to it. Like I was saying, anytime you're going to do a remake or something of something as iconic as, let's face it, Tim Curry's version of Pennywise really is iconic. Because he's so fucking good. He's brilliant. <laughs> and it's going to make you kind of go, Rrr! but to be fair, partially because... Thank this you, is... Georgie. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you. 
partially because this movie is handled um, so much differently and because the story unfolds slightly differently. There's there's different parts put into it. There's different things taken out. It is a different telling. So as a result, you can sit down and enjoy it. It is not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be, to be perfect. And I said that about the first movie yeah. as well. I thought they were both going to be dire. They, were, they aren't. I, you and I were very apprehensive going in. And I wasn't, like, while I wasn't mind-blown or anything, uh, it's not bad, like, yeah, you can, you can, yeah, it's grand. Storylining was good. The kids in the first movie were bloody spectacular. I think they did a great job with the um, picking for the adult characters. Everyone matched up quite well, like, looked really good. Like, Bill Hader, I would have never clicked Bill Hader until you just put the same haircut on him. And I was like, holy fuck, it could be his dad. That scene in the pharmacy where you have older Eddie and then it goes to younger Eddie. Even, I was even looking and going, man, they're the head off each other. They, and then they, yeah, did, they did that scene and it's just like, whoa. Yeah, it's goddamn amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um, anyway, that's out in cinemas, I know. Yeah. Is, that's on DVD now as well, isn't it? I don't think so. Uh, no. Oh, stupid thing. Give me the thingy for the thingy. Probably uh, not, it will be released on digital on November 19th. Uh, with the Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K release on December the 10th. <laughs> oh. You probably don't get the Wrigley's Extra. Oh, you do. You watch wrestling. You get the Wrigley's Extra joke. I, just, I actually love that ad. Because <laughs> every time I'm like, I don't give a fuck how much chewing I'm sure you today. You're a sucking face with a corpse. It was the same during Buffy. Even teenage me was like, he's fucking dead. <laughs> Oh, Angel, he's so dreamy. Also, got no heartbeat. Dead as a dog. Stumpy McDead Fox. That's who he is. You're all sucking face with dead people. But no, it's perfectly fine. Teenage angst and all that. Well, I mean, I, there was also fucking... Oh, what was her name? Crazy Bitch. Cordelia? No, that hung around with Thank you. I was thinking Drusilla at first, and then I kept thinking Darna, and I was like, no, that's her. He was a crazy bitch as well. Turn again, Charisma Carpenter, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to the last and final movie, which we have differing views on. However, to be fair, Jared's comments are somewhat apt. With Megan Fox zombie thing? Well, you know, if anything was going to happen in that film, then I imagine that could have been a potentiality, because let's not forget, one of the characters apparently killed more celebrities than cocaine. I love that line, so. <laughs> anyway, last and final movie. Zombieland 2, which we've been waiting Don't for attack. way more than two years for. Decade! About this many. Fragging decade! I really enjoyed this movie. You, not so much. Well, <laughs> my thing is, Zombieland Double Tap is fun. <clears throat> if you like the first movie, you're definitely going to like the second one. It sees the four main characters, Tallahassee, Columbus, Wichita, and, New and Little Rock, Back ten years later, after surviving the zombie apocalypse, things have progressed somewhat, including the nature of zombies. We now have def definitions on a few of them. We have the homers, who are dumb as a post. There was a really cute, adorable one chasing a butterfly around during one scene. A homer? Yeah, homer. Watch out, there's a... Oh, no, it's okay. No, it's, it's a homer. It's a homer. It's a homer. Like, <laughs> chasing after a butterfly. It's great. There's the Hawkins, which are... The they're smart little fuckers. Yeah, they're the ones that are smart enough to figure out shit. Like, if you run up on top of a bus... There's a ladder and they can follow you. And and if it, it, I liked the bit with the scientists and the eyeball, 
that was great. Yeah, there's an eyeball scanner and he's attacked the scientists and some other very much tastier looking scientists have locked themselves in this office that you need the eyeball scanner to get in and you see the zombie trying to scan his eye, which you're kind of like, initially you're already like, compare fox zombie, trying to figure out the eye scanner and then you see him open his mouth and he kept the eye of your man. That didn't, didn't. Door open. Yeah. And the third zombie to look out for is ninjas, the ones that don't make any sound whatsoever and just appear out of nowhere. We've all you. seen them. Yeah, every Dawn of the Dead remake, you got one ninja son of a bitch floating around somewhere. But it's fine because, like I said, people are used to these things, so once you know what they are and how to deal with them, happy days, you can go along and you can find yourself a brand new home in the White House. Where else are you going to live? There's an extensively, if not needlessly, long system of rules that you can live by that should get you through. 72, 73? No, oh, no that, that, he's got way more than that. It's just they were comparing numbers. Oh, okay. they were just going, do you know what I mean? He just broke it down to his top 72 rules. Oh, I thought <coughs> Columbus only had 72 rules. I would have... The, the double dark one is valid. Yes. 100%. And the cardio one is valid. Hmm. Seatbelts, I think, is valid. Seatbelts is very valid, yeah. Um, if it moves, kill it. That would be another one. Don't care. I know what you're going to say about other humans and stuff. Literally not a shit given. <laughs> not a shit. If you've given me enough time to put a gun sight on you or get within machete swinging distance that your head's getting taken off. Well, number one, if you're within machete swinging distance, most likely I'm going to be able to ascertain you're not a zombie unless you're dressed like a zombie to try and, you know, blend with The, the way you're talking, I don't think it would matter. Oh, is he a zombie? Don't care. No, he's within no. range. No, if they if they give me some sort of I'm not a zombie wave something I don't know whatever I'm sure you're, you were the one that just said kill anything that moves yeah, wave at me. No, yeah, wave at me and be like I'm not a fucking zombie. Good to know. Because zombies don't talk. I never said that would stop you from killing them. Unless they do start talking, and then it's just move and shoot it indiscriminately. That's it. No worries whatsoever. Don't care. Once again, getting back to that um, zombie anthology, that was one of the evolution zombies in one of the stories. They were called walkabouts. No, talkabouts. That was it, because you had walkabouts. Zombie anthology. Yeah. Um, there was a game. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a zombie RPG, and then people brought out a bunch of stories to kind of help. Oh, yeah, with the RPG. Not even that, just to give people the like, background story. Character imagination story. so that they come up with the rap. Right. All these stories are completely different. Some really good stuff. I'll let you borrow. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to Zombieland Double Tap. Like I said, the four main characters are back. Um, they have obviously been surviving for the last decade and have decided to hold up inside in the White House for a while because no one else is using it. 100%. If you're going to chill out and you're going to have a good time. Yep. White House it. Plus, Tallahassee reckons he'd make an awesome president. As does Wichita. True, yes. Um, they chill out there for a while until things get a little bit awkward because Barack is always get the hell out of the house. Tallahassee is an overbearing father that can't seem to understand the fact that, you Such know... A father figure. Overbearing father figure. <laughs> they can't seem to understand that not everyone is into guns, um, or at least not as much as he is. And meanwhile, be. and meanwhile, Columbus is boomstick. Meanwhile, Columbus is um, making requests that are a little bit too serious of people. 
and force him to kind of go, no, screw this for a ton of spin. <laughs> With a whopper Varengo in his defense. I'd have married him. <laughs> that was a great line. Is it Philip Diamond? I should hope so. <laughs> um, because things go a little bit sideways, our happy band of, I'm not going to call them homicidal maniacs, because really that would imply that they kill living people in Tallahassee hasn't killed a living person yet. Hasn't had a need to. Oh, I always. <laughs> you got Bill Murray in the first movie. Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I, 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 what ifs? I got, I'm in the right. Okay. I'm in the right state. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, the group gets kind of broken up. Columbus and Tallahassee are hanging around together, and while checking out a shopping center to basically splurge and get some stuff, they come across Madison, who is this bubbly. Ditsy blonde girl who oh, has been. Ditsy is a very, very understated term. Who has been surviving the zombie apocalypse on her own for the last 10 years in the freezer of the shopping center, basically. I, w I will give her credit for credit, Stu. As for like plans to survive the zombie apocalypse, it's pretty, pretty fucking effective. So, living in the freezer. Uh, it's full of fruit that's going to stay frozen and non perishable. And big metal fucking door. <laughs> I agree short term. I don't know if I could hack it for a decade. I'd be trying. A couple of hoodies, grab a blanket, you're in the supermarket. Anyway, um, she ends up joining the group. And oh, boy, does she. Soon after that, we have a bit of a reunion. And then merging. Merging. Soon after that, we have a bit of a reunion and then an impromptu road trip because one of the members still needs to be yeah. found and it's one little sister who didn't want to get married came back because the other little sister who didn't want to be told what to do got told what to do with the sister who didn't want to get married and then she did what the sister who doesn't want to get married thing used to do is by robbing her jeep, robbing her van, robbing her keys and robbing her weapons and fucking on off out of there with her new fucking boyfriend, the hippie, Berkeley. Keep your voice down. Berkeley, loud in the ear hole. <sighs> Sorry. Ow. Tallahassee's reaction is hilarious. 100%. Yeah. He yeah. was a complete nutter temper tantrum. It is brilliant. Is Berkeley a college or something? He's in Berkeley. No, but I think it's one of those places that's probably got a reputation for certain types of people. You know, the tree hugging hippie types. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, without getting into too much more detail, Zombieland Double Tap is a return to form in regards that you once again have a road trip involving the lads making their way through the zombie apocalypse. Different types of zombies are encountered. RIP headphone users again. It's a weekly thing. Sorry, Katie. And my fucking ear holes. Sorry. Anyway, um, it is basically more of the same with the first film, I guess. And that's kind of partially the reason why I'm not going, yay! But I think everyone progressed a good bit. They did, but at the same time, we... Like, Tallahassee, Tallahassee was a big loner who didn't want anybody on his side. And now he's, like, adopted the kid as his fucking child. He's running around like protector man trying to protect the family, and they all look like a family. They were always destined, trying to find a home. 
and then you pick up with them finding the ultimate home of all time. Uh, the introduction of the retired chick was fun. The introduction of Luke Wilson was good, albeit just to have a bit of miscellaneous meat so you don't have to lose any of the main cast and crew. Zombies were awesome. Zombie progression was awesome. Graphics were awesome. It's been 10 years. How much How much, How much? much development are you expecting out of someone in the zombie apocalypse? It's not that. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. What I mean is we, the viewers, the audience, whatever you want to put it, it's been, ten years. Years. it's been 10 years since the last film, right? <laughs> For me, this film feels like a good sequel, but not a sequel that it took 10 years to make, if you get me. It didn't. <laughs> this all only came about in the last three, four years. If memory serves me correctly. I don't know. Perhaps it's because I did like how at one point there was the critique of a certain thing. And I'm reading that out of an error, and that's the bottom line, because Johnny D said so. <laughs> You can tell them everything you fucking want. It's never going to make it actually yeah. true. Just to let you know. I tell people stuff all the time. Whether or not I'm telling them the truth is another matter. Is there any context as to why you're doing that? Or you're just doing it? I imagine he's doing it because he's bored. Well, like, do you remember Dean Kenny went as... Uh... Uh... Dean Kenny went as some rapper, I can't remember, and I remember Steve Henniger also um, changing ethnicity for Halloween as Mr. T, which was I see what you point terrifyingly out. hilarious. I see what you mean about there being a reason for that. Yeah, yes. we can hear you laughing from the other room, Pam, you don't need to be laughing in the chat. Pretty sure everyone can hear you laughing. That's straight out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, like I said. Zombieland, it is fun. There are some good laughs. I just, I don't know, maybe I was just expecting it to be I, I operating on a larger scale. I, I was watching this with uh, one of the guys in the audience there last night, and two of us were busting our ass laughing at it. Like, even some of the jokes or whatever, like the, the Berkeley kid, I was like, I was very much on Tallahassee's side, and I was like, I really don't like that guy. And then she was like, I never got to smoke weed before. And then... <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, whatever. And then she's like, oh, do you have weed? Oh, no, no, no. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't, I shouldn't be the guy. Do whatever. And then he just pulls it out. Like, I have all the fucking weed. I was like, you know, Berkeley, you're not half bad. And then he lost me again very much later on in the movie. Yeah, that's what I walk and talk. Douchebag. But for a brief glimmering moment, Berkeley had saved himself in my eyes. And then he lost it drastically. I think for me, like I said, it's because, once again, we do have the road trip, and that is what people enjoy. But I think it's, it operates, this film operates on the same scale as the first one, and I don't know, I just expected them to go a little bit further afield than just... I'd say, you know, like, we're walking dead and so many shows and stuff have been out, which they did take the piss out of. Fantastically. So I got to lie in bed walk, reading The Walking Dead comic, he's like, oh my god, this is terrifying. Not realistic at all, but terrifying. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I feel it would have been... I think that would have worked better if you'd been watching a DVD of The Walking Dead rather than reading the very good comic. But anyway. Um, um, yeah, all in all, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was. It was. I just... There was some serious action. Yeah. Some serious action. That siege on the White House at the start was just goddamn. 
You don't see a lot of people literally American football tackle a zombie. With a smile on his face, too. That's what he made it. Yeah, he just loves it. And once again, they He's do... man of action. Once again, they do open the film with the right soundtrack. Um, it's funny how both movies open with a Metallica track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, my only thing was that for some, just because it had been so long since the first movie, I thought it would operate on a larger scale. I thought they'd go further afield than just the, the, the kind of road trip thing. You know, it, but how, how? You're in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Like, how do you go further afield? Affecting things further afield. Some they're in the White House. They start off in the White House. How the hell did Tallahassee not accidentally press a button? Or find a secret bunker or some other mad? They just probably weren't there long enough. Yeah, probably. because I mean they were finding random stuff. Like I mean, he only found the the whole oh, diamond. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's true. And it's a big fucking house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it's it is a good film. It is fun. If you liked the first film, you're gonna love this one. And it does have very good... Tallahassee was too busy running around trying to be a Taz. And the other guy was too and busy making being... the beast. And which? Making the beast. And making the beast, yes. And the other... And uh, Columbus was too busy being hip deep in uh, Wichita, probably. <laughs> so... But it's not a lot to do. <laughs> it's in zombie apocalypse. Fuck, and not die. That's about... <laughs> You know, there ain't no fucking Xbox. Sorry, I'm just pretty sure. Comedy's died. They killed Bill Murray in the first one. I'm pretty so sure you just described Famine Ireland, by the way. <laughs> fucking not that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, the Irish are well prepared for the, for, for an impending disaster. We've had experience. Dealing with it for years, lads. So it's, <laughs> that's all you need. That was the cause of it. Yes, of course. Zombies. Oh, you pelt them off their heads, yeah. Yeah. Right. And throw. That's quite <laughs> grenade. <laughs> okay, anyway, we're going to hit the trailer for Zombieland and then we're going to come back and let you know what's coming up in American Horrors tonight and then we're going to go and yeah. go to sleep. Or I might investigate into that next one. And I'm going to hopefully not die. Fingers crossed. Yep. It's time to nut up or shut up. Sorry, just you in that chair. I think it would have made a damn fine president. You would have brought a real dignity to the office. You're welcome, America. Welcome to Zombieland. Life is about more than just survival. We were a family. Dysfunctional, sure, but what family isn't? Merry Christmas! What would you like, little girl? I really like for you to stop calling me little girl. But do you know what I would like? I don't give a shit what you mean. It felt so good to be on the move again. Oh. oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Columbus. Madison. This is Tallahassee. Hey, Paul Blart. Is this your dad? Oh, whoopsie. I forgot the seatbelt 
rule. Oh, so she knows the rules? I told her just a few of them. 73, and are there more? You're cute. I like it. My sister is gone. She picked up a boy. He's from Berkeley. Berkeley! You don't have weed, do you? Do I look like the type of person that would have weed? I'm sorry. Boom! Yeah! I have nothing against hippies. I just want to beat the shit out of them. We're gonna go get her. We ride it, dog. Start talking. You first. Well, my name's Tallahassee. Is it me, or does, does he kind of remind you of... I don't like you. At all. I think you double parked. <laughs> or more perpendicular parked. Hope we don't get a ticket. What is going on here? What? Hello, everyone. My hallucinating. Scoobity-doosh, and I'm back. As is the G-Man. Okay, so that's what's pretty much rounded off. Uh, Zombieland, still in the cinemas. Go see it. Yeah, it is... It's worth the money. Yeah, it is a good watch. It is fun film. It's just me personally. I thought I was expecting something different, maybe, or just I don't know. Um, I'm not reading that out either, Jer, because <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, anyway, as is customary on a Sunday night, we're over on American Horrors, 8.30pm TST and whatever that equates to is GMTs, which is about 2.30 in the morning-ish, give or take, where um, we were looking for to do a top five worst Halloween themed yeah. movies ever, but while searching for the top five Halloween themed movies that were crap, we found there was one on a list that we read the description and we're like, Give them that doesn't sound bad, and then we threw on the trailer, and then we're like, "That sounds looking pretty." The more, the more we saw of it, the more we kind of went, "Huh, I think we want to watch this." Yeah. Now, due to some structural issues around the studio, uh, I wasn't able to shoot a trailer this week. But thankfully, the guys who made the movie had already shot a trailer back in 1986. So I'll just play the trailer for the movie, and then you can uh, get a vibe for what's going to be on in the show. And then we're going to outro credits, and myself and Giz will be gone. So. Uh, for myself and the kids, grab us next week where we're going to be talking about some other sort of mad horror bollocks. Gorecast outish. Wake up, sleepyhead. It's body time! Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. You've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. Kidding. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Stop! The big is you. This message is meant for me. How can you listen to this stuff? I wanted a new one. Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your 
check out the party punch. The Gorecast is brought to you by American Horrors, the greatest uncut horror channel in the world. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all horror. As well as the station of decapitation without your head. America's longest running horror channel, www.withoutyourhead.com.